The Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Another riveting week, another strikingly brilliant four episodes plus. And my goodness, has so much gone on over the past couple of days. Oh, good God almighty. The Pandora Papers. Watch out for those. It was supposed to be a bunch of financial records of a whole bunch of political leaders. And what's important about that is that Q... If anyone pays attention to Q, referenced Pandora's box, and when everyone's going nuts about it, because in Pandora's box, or the Pandora Papers, you're supposed to get Harris from California, Chuck Schumer, Amy Klobuchar, Diane Feinstein, Christine Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, and Bill de Blasio, along with Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, supposedly wrapped up in those things, I would suspect that you'd have to really start sifting through all of the names in the Pandora uh, box or the Pandora Papers to really uh, find everything that could potentially be there. Uh, you'd have to look for specific companies, and then you'd have to look at who is in charge of those specific companies. So a lot of digging, a lot of time that I really don't have to waste on it. So we have to trust other people to do the appropriate research, and if we hear more about it, you just know damn well I'm going to talk about it too, because that's just the kind of person that I am. Now, these people, these people who are the globalists under the guise of Democrats know no bounds. It is extremely sad. I want to mention one more thing before I get to what I really wanted to talk about, which is the fact that antibodies actually are turning out to be better than the vaccines. Good gosh, how did anybody ever figure that out? But there is a representative from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is supposed to be, oh, a red gun-toting state, but it's really run by Democrats, if anything. Representative Chris Rabb. Hot on the heels of eugenicism, says that he will be introducing a bill inspired by Representative Kelly Cassidy that requires all inseminators, also known as men, to undergo vasectomies within six weeks of having their third child or their 40th birthday. Whatever comes first. He's talking about... (laughs) He's talking about sterilizing you if you have more than three kids or you hit 40 years old. Now, here's the fun part to all of this. He knows damn well that most people are having children later and later in life, well into their 30s. So that is one strike against him. The second strike against him is that this really, the rest of this bill sounds oddly disturbing Because it seemingly targets minorities, particularly Hispanics and African Americans, in urban centers like Philadelphia and probably Pittsburgh. Because he goes on to say that this bill will empower Pennsylvanians to enforce this prospective law by offering a $10,000 reward for reporting to the proper authorities people... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, inseminators. Uh, If uh, an inseminator leaves after the unwanted pregnancy and did not use 
some sort of protection. So let, let's get this straight. If the person, the inseminator, also known as a, pers- uh, a person with a cock and balls, ejaculates into another person's, otherwise known as a woman's, vagina, then this woman could then say, I didn't want the kid. And I'm going to have an abortion, and this person violated my rights, and I want 10000 bucks to report this person because now he's going to get a vasectomy. I mean, what? How could this law not be rampant with abuse? And how disgusting does this person have to be to say, if you have more than three children, you're going to get a vasectomy? It's not like the United States population is actually increasing. It's actually declining. So there's some other evil, evil crap going on here with this moron. This is just this pig-eyed Nazi from Pennsylvania. Ugh. And they're all turning out to be Nazis. But Project Veritas tonight, whoa, they put on three scientists from Pfizer. All three of them essentially said the same thing. And that is that if you have contracted COVID and recovered from COVID, you do not need an inoculation. And your natural immunity is better than any vaccine that they could give you. Three different people saying the same thing. One person who appears to be extremely woke You know, he's got that kind of look. He doesn't have the lisp, but he does have that kind of look where he goes on to say that people that aren't inoculated, they have to be tracked down. They have to be made miserable until they, in fact, do get the vaccine because we need 100% vaccination. On and on he goes like an idiot. The other two are not nearly as rabid. And they basically, they, they had, one of them had a good synopsis of what goes on. Basically, you've got a virus, supposedly. We'll go along with that. We have postulated other theories here at the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. Um, and he basically says that the vaccines make your immune system respond to the virus based upon the spike protein. So if the body registers a spike protein, it then goes into action. And subsequently, the immune system is shut off. So that's why somebody doesn't get any sort of symptoms, because their immune system is shut down. Really good, don't you think? So what he then says is that your body, if you contracted uh, COVID and recovered from it, your body has broken down and beaten the virus six ways to Sunday. So not only is your body and your natural immunity able to register and counteract the spike protein, but it's also able to overcome all of the other little bits of the virus that the vaccine does not hold a candle to countering. So then it becomes, we start, they start asking questions, why are they so pumped? about getting everyone inoculated. And they simply say it has to do with money. And one of them said, one scientist said, that, think about this, Pfizer is now a COVID-19 company. It's all COVID money. They said that COVID alone netted Pfizer $15 billion, with a B, dollars throughout last year. 
So you can only imagine, you can only imagine the money. And they even have moral objections to the whole thing. Rightfully so. It does appear that these people within uh, Pfizer and Moderna, they may, they may actually have morals. And they, they even say it, that they had to sign non-disclosure agreements and uh, they feel like they're walking through a spy building because they never know what is listening like their computer maybe their offices are bugged you never ever ever say anything negative about the vaccines you never bring up natural immunity and you never say anything negative about big pharma so yes and uh what's his face o'keefe uh the head of project veritas he leaves it off in the last 10 seconds of his video. The thing I like about Project Veritas is that they keep it to 10 minutes. I really like that, unlike my programs. Um, so he he leaves it off with saying that he has uh, basically, I don't know if he's got leaks or undercover videos from Pfizer executives. And he doesn't tell you what it's about. So I am looking forward to that. I hope that part five to all of this occurs this week. Uh, but we don't know. But the, the, the crux of all of this is that we're right. We've been right. Is that these vaccines, these shots, we don't exactly know what's in them. A German video came out last week supposedly looking at the inoculations underneath a microscope. 11 minutes of solid footage, if we're to believe this. It starts off with little white specks and little black specks. And, it's, and, and you see it. It starts to move around. And then they start to actually connect. And then ultimately, it starts to form geometric shapes like hexagons and pentagons. And what eventually happens is that the slide goes a little fuzzy. And what appears to be almost like frost on a windshield forms all across the slide. And this seems to be some sort of sentient type of technology. I don't say it's, I won't say it's, I won't say it's, it's biologic. It may be biologic, but it's more robot based. Imagine a biological robot, a human robot, fleshy robot, cells that are robots. Definitely nanotech. Another whistleblower came out on the Stu Peters show last week, and she did the same thing. She analyzed what was under the microscope when she in, she put a little bit of the vaccine onto a slide. She found all sorts of stuff. She found metals underneath there. She found uh, what appeared to be particles like the 11-minute German video moving around, going to the edge of the slide. Once it hits white light or LEDs or room temperature, this stuff starts to change colors. And now that kind of makes sense because what you're doing is if this stuff is in fact sentient and takes orders and is allowed to form itself within the body, what's happening is, is that when they transport this stuff, it's got to be transported at such extremely low temperatures that they effectively have to put whatever this stuff is into a stasis type of transportation device. Basically, they freeze it. And then once it is hits your body, once it is at room temperature and hits light and hits LEDs, then it starts to move around and form itself 
and do what it is programmed to do. And whatever this is, we don't know. It is strikingly frightening when you look at these videos. So throughout all of this, I think I think we have a strong argument to sit this one out. And even going further, Ivan Petrikov, I don't know how to say it, from the Epic Times, cites a Finnish article from the European Journal of Immunology from September 24th. Immune systems of the vast majority of people who've been infected will continue to carry antibodies for at least 12 months. And according to the Project Veritas drop, people with these quote-unquote breakthrough cases and the Delta variants, it has to do with vaccine efficacy. So how well does the vaccine work? And they even say in the video that the vaccine efficacy drops to probably around 70%, which means that it really doesn't do its job. It really doesn't do its job. And for all the side effects that you don't hear about, think about this. You don't, you, you're, if you get some sort of reaction from these vaccines, then the hospitals do not categorize it as a vaccine reaction if it occurs within 14 days of an inoculation. So think about that. You get your first shot, then you get your second shot X amount of weeks later. What, two weeks later, three weeks later? And then they don't have to categorize any reactions for two weeks beyond that. So they almost have 45 days. 45 days of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Because between the first inoculation, the second inoculation, and 14 days after the second inoculation, it's never a vaccine reaction. Never, ever, ever. So that's the disturbing part with all of this. But we're on the side of good. Rand Paul came out, but the thing is, think of all the doctors. Think of all the orderlies in the hospital when he's talking about people at risk uh, of COVID who worked for a year and a half to save lives without any vaccine at all. They get COVID, survived, now they've got immunity, and the hospitals are just saying, you're worthless. We're getting rid of you unless you submit to a vaccine. The science actually shows greater immunity if you've had the, the disease than if you've just simply been vaccinated. Thank you very much, Rand Paul. So it looks like the narrative is now shifting away from you must get vaccinated to, hey, we've got all of these people that are being recorded that says, guess what? You don't need the vaccine. And at best, or at worst, not at best, it's a money-grabbing scheme because the pharmaceuticals and big pharma created all of this stuff, and it is a cash cow thanks to none other than the hook-nosed, four-eyed little jerk Dr. Fauci. So that's going to be it. I kept it to 15 minutes. I committed to myself that I'm going to keep these podcasts to 15 minutes of glittering jewels of brilliance. It's Chris Michaels, Last Call Podcast. You know where to find me. You know how to share me. And I appreciate all that you do. So please, until tomorrow, try to make it through and just hold on until my next podcast.